hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tantump. Tantump. <laughs> right before we um, got on on the mics here, we realized that I didn't do the nickname. So Josh waded in with me into the chop. Save the day. Try to find some names. Yeah. And you um, you came up with Tantump. Tantump. <laughs> pretty good. Tantump. AKA Tanner Green Ring. And I'm joined, as always, by my co host, Goloshapod. Goloshapod? Galisopod. Galisopod. Yeah. yeah. AKA Joshua Fialstead. Pretty menacing, the look on that thing. Yeah, you feel like that's a, that's a bad boy, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, and it was also being run by uh, my favorite new Pokemon character, Guzma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's take care of some business first. Sure. Just because they've given us a lot of work, this generation. It's not just get out there fight some battles, collect some Pokemon. Now it's get out there, fight some battles, collect some Pokemon, peel some stickers, and catch a shiny. Well, the last one is maybe one one person's fault, but... Let's check in on the shiny hunt if we can. Okay. Because since we last recorded, I received a number of DMs that I thought were um, helpfully unhelpful <laughs> that all said... Classic. You know, instead of non-offensive moves, you can just use more adrenaline orbs. If you use an adrenaline orb, you can just use one again next turn and it won't count as a move and then you won't tear through PP. Oh, sure. And I had I had the thought, that's great, but those things are like $300 a pop. Oh, and we're not that rich yet. How am I supposed to be able to afford? I think I only have like 100,000. I can't do something like so that. So I, I sent a lot of polite DMs back like, oh, thanks. Very helpful. I'll keep that in mind when I like have a little bit more money. We don't even have the amulet coin yet, right? I don't. No. That's no. weird. Money is not a, a limitless resource for me. Tell me about it. At this point. I expect it will be soon. We're doing, we're like making our way downtown through the game pretty quickly. Let me look here. Bugcatcher, I'll call you out on Twitter when we do find your name, but it was a very helpful tip and it got me out there. It got me re-energized, reinvigorated for shiny hunting. So I got out there back at Brooklet Hill, tore through probably another five dozen Polywags. Jesus, man. Over the course of a couple hours. Brooklet Hill is just a hill of polywag corpses at this point. And then at some point I just um I just I realized it like my being, the energy, the being of pure energy that I am sort of zoomed way out and I got a cosmic scope of sort of life and everything and my place in the world and how I'm using my time. <laughs> um and realized that I don't want to do shiny hunting anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're doing everything right. It, this is just what people do all the time. Like, I'm sorry. I guess so. I guess so. I just, I, I have like, I have flowers to smell. You know, you know, I have, I have sunrises to watch. Yeah, I can't just be sitting here in Brooklyn Hill grinding out polywags day in and day out. I almost have to start breeding a new team of hypnos because. And this is my fault. I don't turn off the experience share when they're battling. So they're all like steadily gaining levels. And now even their pound is too strong and it's killing polywags in one hit. Oh my God. I'm just done. I'm done with I it. I feel, we feel like sometimes. It's not fun. Look how much time we already put into Pokemon with this whole podcast and the games. We're grinding it out. So maybe that's why people can do this more casually. I'm done. But it, this is just an aesthetic thing. Well, come on. But I got, and you know, it doesn't hurt that I have two new newcomers to the team. 
who have filled those final two slots in a way that seems pretty promising. Oh, you think that you have your team, maybe? Maybe. Wow. Maybe. I don't think I need Polyrath in here. Polyrath doesn't add anything to this team, except if it were Bright Pink or Electric Green or yeah. whatever. All right. Well, respecte for giving it an honest shot. And I also just... You're one of my closest friends in the world. Um, I love you very much. I love you too, And I would never say anything to disrespect you. (laughs) But what's going on with your totem tally this week? Totem tally. Are you even trying? Totem tally is 58. Yeah. I feel like I was pretty casually bumbling through this leg. I was too. I managed to get 62. And I actually think I might be at 64. Did you go somewhere else? Like, where could I have missed them? I don't know. Did you do all the water routes and everything? I think so. The beach? Did you? You must have done mantine surfing. Of course. And do. And while we're doing housekeeping, do we want to talk about mantine surfing? Because we've got our second leg this week. We're not even to the beach yet. I think we can. No, we're not even we to don't, the beach. We you can wet, wet the bug catcher's appetite for it. The game is, has leveled up. Oh, yeah. And I have too. Yeah, it looks like you're a real hot shot out there. And I can't believe I've fallen behind again. I thought I, I thought my score was once again just so impressive. Well, I have to be able to crush you at something. I mean, I don't understand what's going on other than probably Mayor cheating with your like hacked way that you're playing with the totem stickers. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't really understand. I've got no clipping. I've got wall clipping on so I can see the totem stickers through walls. I don't really understand how else you could have eclipsed me by four. Yeah. And I do a lot of training, um, like mouse. Have you seen those guys who train for first-person shooters by like going to a virtual training ground and and like clicking their mouse really fast? No, that's what I do for totem tally. That sounds like a good use of time as well. Let's talk about the journey we went on this week. Unless you have any more housekeeping. No. Anything else you need to discuss? No. Have I convinced you to never try shiny hunting? Absolutely. I mean, I was already probably never going to do it. Good. That just sounds heinous. Felt like it was responsible of us for us to try. Yeah. But I imagine that we got the authentic shiny hunting experience, which is read the tips, take it on yourself, get extremely bored with it, give up forever. I think it must be, at least in the next generation... From the screenshots that I've seen, I think breeding is really what people do. Okay. But they all, I guess, have these Japanese dittos in their, like, birthing farms. This, like, poor guy in Japan who's just, like, (laughs) constantly sending out dittos to every American who asks for one. It's really dark. But I guess you got to do what you got to do if you really need your Pokemon to be pink or puke green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do. I, or I, I wish, you know. Right. Um, but if wish and but, wish, wishes and butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Josh, let's <laughs> and, talk about and the happy leg. holidays. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we started at the top of the mountain taking on Sophocles' trial. I hope Skullgrunt gave him a punch to that punchable face because Parrothead can't do something like that. Before leaving. Skullgrunt's way worse. He'll like go dig up like old tweets, you know, and like. (laughs) Get you canceled. (laughs) Yeah. Like Sophocles will not be a captain anymore. You know, Good. 
Thanks, Skullgrunt. So we embarrassed him. We head back down the hill. We're headed to Mally Garden. We've been summoned to Mally Garden by Kukui again for like the third time this game. He's like, meet me in Mally Garden. It's like, all right, buddy. Like, what do you get? Like a, a discount there? <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you a shareholder? So I, I rode my Tauros down the hill and made my way to Mally Garden. And what kind of a scene did you see in there? Well, it was pretty romantic, honestly. <laughs> there was some like... I mean, uh, not even some, a lot of sexual energy in here. Well, we we learn a lot about Kukui um, because he's he's having a confrontation with this like Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I'm not saying this to be a prick and I have watched Rick and Morty, but I don't know which one is Rick and I don't know which one is Morty. And on ad spot, you even announced that you also secretly watch Rick and Morty, yeah. but you don't even know which one's Rick. I couldn't tell you now. The Rick is the grandpa, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, anyway, this guy Guzma yeah. is another like high up in Team Skull, potentially the head of Team Skull, right? He's definitely, you know, a capo at least. Yeah. Underboss. And he looks like Rick. Yeah. From Rick and Morty. Yes. <laughs> He's got a bad attitude. <laughs> Very bad attitude. And he has a long history with Kukui. Uh-huh. What we learn about Guzma and Kukui this week is that they went to like Pokemon school together. Yeah, the uh, like Trainers Academy or whatever. Yeah, Trainers Academy. And they were on the trial captain track to become trial captains in the Alolo region. And were both mm-hmm. disgracefully disqualified from becoming trial captains. And Guzma's convinced that, like he, the experience has warped Kukui into a bitter and angry person. Right. And Kukui's just hiding it. Underneath that mask that he wears from time to time. And keep in mind, this whole time this is happening, this argument between Kukui and Guzma, they are centimeters away from kissing. Oh, yeah. Guzma's like in Kukui's face. Kukui's like... He doesn't have his arms crossed. He's got his arms like at his sides. He's leaning back. He's like ready for oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's he wants it. Yeah. Well, we all do. Frankly, Parrothead would check that out. Guzma? Guzma and Kukui. I mean, whatever. Not going to yuck any yums. Oh, should I go check it out? No. Oh, no. For affinity check. It's not really fur. So I don't know if fur affinity is going to be the way to go. Oh, it would be it would be a rule thirty four check probably. Yeah, I'm gonna do rule thirty four. Oh yeah, rule thirty four dot xxx. Please don't go there if you're at work. It's that's the classic website. It's full of smut. What do I search for? Guzma. Yep, three hundred and twenty nine hits for Guzma, and then Kukui. Interesting. Yep, four hundred and thirty two hits for Kukui. Guzma. Can I search for both at the same time? Guzma is involved with a lot. Yes, I can. Of different trainers, and he is the top, apparently. I've probably got like maybe a hundred images of Guzma having sex with Professor Kukui, um, pretty graphically having full um, intercourse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> extremely. Yeah. Uh, on this website that I'm on. So they are, uh, it checks out, they are lovers, can confirm. Yeah, this is canon, I I think. Yeah. Rule34.xxx. There's a vibe there. Uh, but then Kukui says, like, I'm not interested in this fight. I turned away from being a trial captain so that I could study Pokemon moves. Yeah, he tries to spin it as like, I meant for this to happen. Yeah. 
I meant to be a, Actually, it's a failure. Every failure is an opportunity. Yeah. And now I'm the, the preeminent scholar on Z moves, the worst gimmick to ever come to any Pokemon. And game. I never have to wear a shirt. No. And I've got some dark side hustle, <laughs> eyes wide shut, like wearing a mask. Uh, Speaking of creeps, we do then fight Guzma. Yeah, and that is a creepy team. Both are level 34, Galissapod and Masquerade is back. Yeah, well, it's kind of a cool lineup, in my opinion. It's intimidating, and not just because Masquerade has Intimidate as an ability. Galissapod is one of the freakiest Pokemon that I've seen. I know, and it's heavy. it weighs heavy on my mind because it's pretty creepy. It's like a big like isopod. I mean, it's terrifying. And it's mean. Six and foot seven. What type am I looking at here? Bug water? It's bug and water, surprisingly. That's interesting. Yeah, no steel involved has always confounded me about this. Looks mean as hell, and I can have it because Guzma has one. And now that I've sort of given up on Polyrath, maybe a, a water type would be useful. Yeah, try something new. There's a slot on my team that is still actually up in the air, and we'll have to discuss whether or not the Pokemon I've filled it with qualifies as a bad guy later in the episode. Okay. But there's some potential for a little bit little, little bit of movement still. So maybe Galissapod has a spot. I don't know. Either way, I crushed it. I killed it. Giant isopod with the armor of a samurai. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, very cool. I like the design. I think it's sick. Yeah. Is it a chill guy? Certainly not. No, definitely a bad guy. Then we... Kukui says you got to be, beat the man to be the man. Cool thing to say. <laughs> or you've got to... That's it. That's it from Alley Guardian. Now we're just sort of like let loose. Fuck the man to be the man? Beat the man off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's what he was thinking. That's what we were all thinking, yeah. frankly. Yeah. We're let loose. We're, it's, and now our destiny is ours again. We're out of the cutscene. A couple of things have changed here. Uh, I sort of like haphazardly ran forward because Parrothead doesn't do a lot of planning and just immediately got engaged in another battle. And I hadn't healed or anything. Oh, yeah. That happened to me too, actually. <laughs> oh, and the, by the way, the battle against... There was a couple of like pretty brutal battles this week. And the battle against Guzma was a little tough. It was tough. There's this veteran later on. In Tapu Village, I don't know if you faced off against the veteran in front of the Pokemon. Oh, Center. the one who tells you how many battles you've had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking kicked my. That ass. one was tough. I had to like revive a couple times. Oh, me too. Just to like stay in the fight. Yeah, because he's got all dragon types, I think. Right. Well, and he's hiding right outside of the Pokemon Center too. So like, if you swing by and say hi to him, but he does him. ask whether or not you want to take him on, and I said no, and then healed, and then did it. Yeah. So I don't know if you did that. I don't remember, but it's right there waiting for you. But yeah, you stumble right into a fight. Yeah, I stumbled right into what appears to be a direct recreation of the Nugget Bridge from Pokemon Red and Blue. Oh, cute. Nugget Bridge kids are back, and it's lasses, youngsters, rising stars. They all, I believe, have the exact same Pokemon as in Red and Blue. So it's like Caterpies, Weedles, Pidgey, Nidorans, Ekans, Rattata, Zubat. Mankey, and then at the end of it, you make it to uh, kind of a veteran-looking guy who I think repeats the same dialogue as in Red and Blue, so he tries to get you to join Team Rocket. 
And I think that's actually kind of clever that they give him a veteran design because it's like, oh, this is some guy who used to be in Team Rocket and he's like hiding out in Alola. Oh, that's yeah. how I would think about it in the headcanon, at least. We've already discussed that. That's why Skullgrunt's parents moved here, too. Right. Oh, yeah. This is the this is like the Argentina for all of you. That's right. Yeah. 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 So you. So that checks <laughs> you out. You fight him. Uh, yeah, that's actually. Yeah, that uh, that um, affirms your story. Why you would all come out here. Laying low. Yeah. Uh, you fight veteran Dawn, and then you get a nugget. Big nugget this time. 20,000 bucks. Pretty good. Yeah. And then that's it. We can leave. We're we're on our way to Route 11. We're, our, our task now is to find our way to the next trial, Sophic, or um, Ace Arola's trial. We've already been sort of assaulted by her and told to seek her out. Right. But to get there, we have to go down Route 11. Just a pretty straightforward route, except I encountered a cutie little guy felt some vibes coming off of him and wanted to ask, is it a chill guy? Who is it? Kamala. Oh yeah. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Every time is I that type something <laughs> every time I type Kamala, the Pokemon's name, into our Google Docs notes, it automatically corrects it to Kamala, as in Kamala Harris. Yeah. So Kamala Harris apparently won that battle. More prominent, at least, than Kamala, the Pokemon. But let's talk about Kamala. It's a koala. They put zero effort into it. So lazy. Someone's like, give us a koala Pokemon. And they're like, okay, how should we make it different? You know, like Goldeen is a goldfish Pokemon, but it has a horn. Right. And they're like, well, I don't know. Just make it a koala. Give it a log. Yeah. So it's a koala. They don't even live in Hawaii. They live in Australia, so they're endemic there. Uh, so... Oh, doesn't yeah. really even make any sense. The Pokemon company is just racist. They're like, I don't know, some island. They're like, we're not going to take the time to make an Australia version of Pokemon. So let's just throw it in here. It's close enough. Yeah. Um. I mean, the looks are chill. I didn't give it sweetie because I thought it was pandering. It's so easy and obvious. They didn't put any effort into it. The one thing is it it's the prime target of uh, hypno, as we learned. Right. Because it's sort of a sleepy boy. He's always napping on this little pillow log that he has. Yeah. It's not chill, but it maybe deserves a little bit of a protection. I think it's probably chill. I'm not going to run it. I have absolutely zero interest in a normal type non-evolving Pokemon. Well, it's got a cool ability called comatose, which treats it as a sleep, even when it's not. And I actually think it it can't be put to sleep. Oh, that's cool. So it can use moves like sleep talk. That's pretty good. And it's apparently because it is born asleep and it dies asleep. All its movements are apparently no more than the results of it tossing and turning in its dreams. Wow, that terribly tragic. That's chill, I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. That all gets kind of strange when you think about it. Like, it's always asleep, so like... Can it be willingly captured? I don't want to think I, I don't, about it, honestly, any more than we already have. I want to eject. I want to eject. Can I ask about another guy while we're out yeah, here? Yeah, of course. Um, I think he was either here or on Route 12, but I encountered my You Make Me Barf Pokemon. I had two this week, but then I saw that you also claimed my second one, so I'm happy to cede that one to oh, you. Oh, great. I'm glad we're aligned, and I'm not surprised. And take Sandy Gast as my You Make Me Barf Pokemon. Oh, yeah. We encountered one before, a little one on the beach, but it didn't, it seemed pretty harmless. But now that I've seen one in action and realized that it's just like a big, it's a gulpin, 
but it's made out of sand. That's that's about right, yeah. Um, I've decided that it's gross, and I suspect it's got a pretty fucked up Pokedex entry. I didn't read it. Shall I? Sure. It's got to be like, oh, Sandy Gas like, lures children onto the beach and eats them. I mean, it is- With its big gulping mouth. A haunted, like, sand castle- that lives on the beach and it has like a gaping maw that looks like an abyss. So that doesn't sound good. No, it sounds pretty bad. Um, Okay, here's its Pokedex entries for Ultra Moon. If you build sand mounds when you're playing, destroy them before you go home or they may get possessed and become Sandy Gas. Okay. It likes the shovel on its head. So Sandy Gas will get serious and fight any child who comes to take it back. There we go. Fighting children. That's, you know, one of the mainstays here in the Alolan Islands. Born from a sand... This is his son. Born from a sand mound, playfully built by a child, this Pokemon embodies the grudges of the departed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What's going on on the beaches here? So definitely a bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. But also disgusting and makes me barf. Yeah. Disgusting. And just a gulpin. And I see you gulpin. Unfortunately. You can put on a sandy gas outfit if you want. We only make it a few steps into Route 12, Joshua, before our gang stalkers come back. Yeah. Hapu and her Mudsdale. I didn't ask for this. These two will just not leave you alone. And then she's like, let me see your ride pager. And you're like, okay, why? And she's like, gotcha. Now there's a Mudsdale in there, which you have to use to get through Route 12 because it's all rocky. Yeah. Pointless. She's making shit up now. Like, you just don't need the rocks. (laughs) You know? Yeah, just make That's it water. A little let us use the Lapras again. A little too specific to justify an entire new ride page. It's also Mudsdale's such an odd choice, you know? When it when it's galloping, it looks so like <laughs> yeah, it sucks. uncoordinated. It's like kind of flopping. It looks like on it's, the, it's doing around. like a prancing Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you now have this move to ride Mudsdale across these rocks. It, I imagine will only come into play here. Yeah, maybe one other route. I mean, it's just, that's not worth it. Just put the rocks that you charged through with the Tauros again. I still don't even know who who Hapu is. She's really just, she won't leave us alone. She's going to be a like a trial captain or a kahuna or something. Like you said, apparently Acerola is somebody we met last week. I don't remember that. Well, you don't have to. She was there. (laughs) So we make our way through these like rocky outcroppings up to Blush Mountain. What'd you get up to in Blush Mountain, Joshua? Oh, not much. After this break. Come on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Joshua. Welcome back, Bug Catchers. Hello. Blush Hello. Mountain, the beautiful Blush Mountain. Actually, it's not beautiful at all. It's pretty like- It's not much of anything. It's just a big rock with a big nasty looking like polluted power station at the top. Oh, well- Geothermal power station. Geothermal energy is very clean. Is it? Did you not read all of the little displays in their like museum up front? I did, but that's, I'm not going to believe their propaganda. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're invited to go inside and like read about geothermal power, but nothing else happens in here. During the day, a scientist will sh make you get shocked by a magnemite and then you get embargo, the TM. Oh, well, I don't want that. So what I did instead, Joshua, was take a sweet little bug out of my box and put it in my team and come up here to the dead grass that has been killed by this polluting geothermal process that you claim is so like fake news <laughs> so clean and level up my charga bug into a vicavolt which is I, I finally found it i finally found the place where i could evolve my charga bug yeah that's not as, as late in the game as i thought it might be so good for you because vicavolt's a big upgrade. you're in real trouble now birds yeah. Except he's also a bug type, so he's it's sort of a wash. Yeah, I mean, but your electric moves are going to cause me so much trouble. I mean, us being rivals in this makes Parrothead's team, like, I just literally can't make a team of birds because I'm just, then I won't battle. I won't battle you. I won't battle you. I then. only have access to one You're ruining electric. my theme. <laughs> I only have access to one electric type Pokemon, and it's also a bug type. So you have zero excuses for not using all birds. I mean, you're even disputing like Talonflame you think isn't chill. So you like, look me in the eyes and you tell me that that falcon belongs on your chill bird team. I do think it belongs. But you know belongs. what? That's not the rules. You said that you were going to go for generally water and flying. And you know what? It's flying type, so I can't complain. Yeah. Well, water has been a problem for me. Like there's not a lot of like chill water types that I've seen so far. Well, what about Politoed? That guy's chill as hell. He looks like he's like on the fucking poster for Rainforest Cafe. Politoed is definitely an option. I was a little worried about Vicavolt this week. I think he's he's allowed because Team Skull runs him, but he's just sort of like an ugly bug. He doesn't look mean until you go into like the grooming mode after a battle and you get a, a look at his little face, his mean little puss yeah. hidden in there. He's a mean little guy. Oh, yeah, he's definitely mean. I didn't realize you could see his, his little face hidden in there. Yeah. He's, he's got a pretty angry little Kind of like a mug. soldier. Yeah. A mean soldier. All right. Let's move on from Blush Mountain. Now that we've got our Vicavolt firmly in hand, we can head down the other side of the mountain to Ula Ula Beach, Joshua. Yes. Samson Oak is down here. He's ready to cash in some totem Pokemon for you if you're ready for him. But that's not the important part of Ulula Beach. No, it's not. It's not. The important part of Ulula Beach is that they've unlocked our second Mantine surfing course. The hyper course. The hyper course. Mantine surfs up, dude. It takes forever. Yeah, it's so long. <laughs> I only was able to run it twice because, but then I also ran the Heia Heia course again. Yeah. But my thumb from using the joystick was too worn out to play it anymore yeah the hyper course here on ula ula is like twice the distance as the the former hea hea course and then you have a chance to rack up a pretty high score and i thought i racked up a pretty respectable score on my one and only attempt at ula ula beach joshua mm -hmm. it was like twenty one thousand four hundred something mm -hmm. so i'm feeling good i'm feeling confident about that well uh you shouldn't because Parrothead was born to ride and yeah, it sounds like it. Parrothead's second run was 25,380, which puts him at number three best on that beach. Jesus Christ. And then on my ride back, 
I did the Heia Heia run and I got a new high score there of 27,005, which is number two. So I'm on track to get number one, I think, on both of those. Well, I'm going to have to put some work in. I even slowed it down. I went back to 1x speed for it. I thought I put in a pretty respectable score. Well, I'm sure it's respectable. It's not respectable enough. I was in the top three. I'm racking up those BPs too. Beach points. Oh, yeah. And the BPs are like actually useful because- Really useful. Here at Ula Ula Beach, the TM lineup is pretty solid. You can get some pretty good TMs for pretty well, cheap, they're, like eight BPs. They're, they're, the only issue is that they're one-off. You train them to a Pokemon. It's not the actual TM. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. But it's still- That's pretty good. If you have runs like I do, I'm getting like at least eight BP per run. Right. And every good move is eight BP or less. They range from eight to 16, but only one is 16 and it's, or a couple are 16, like Focus Punch and Endeavor. Yeah. Um, then there's just a bunch of fish, which I don't know, not a lot of bad guys or chill guys out here. Well, you know what is out here. What? Josh's You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say that I agree with you wholeheartedly and then I'm going to get out of your way and... <sighs> Make space for you to rant here. Bruxish. This thing is fucking ugly. It's a mess. I mean, it looks like there was like some fish design that was on the cutting board. And they're like, you know what? What's his face? Like the designer, um, James Turner was like, you know what? We need one more fish. What, what do you got? And then some like apprentice level person is like, how about this? It's a it's a parrot fish or whatever. Yeah. And then they tried to basically, you know, the phrase in advertising that's like slap some lipstick on a pig and ship it when it's like a bad idea. And then you just try to like flower it up to make it sound good. Yeah, that's what they tried to do with this design. So they put some big, like sensual lips that have like sexy lips, sharp teeth in there. And it's again, it's like the. What is this eye like Mandibuzz slash Valgina has it? Yeah. Um, the, the eye Smoky shadow. eye. <laughs> yeah. I hate this. Yeah, it's got bedroom eyes and it's got. It's like God awful. It's got big lips for smooching and it's ugly. It's really ugly. And Bruxism is when you grind your teeth. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's it's named after grinding your teeth which is pretty gross and it's, too. it's water psychic and i guess the little like again like ugly like postule on its head can make people think that they're hearing gnashing teeth grinding teeth so frankly hate it and i i had to bring out my own you make me barf to make sure that this made it in here but i'm pleased that you also hated it yeah it sucks yeah Moving on from Route 13, we are sort of now in the the heart of the matter because we've made our way to, on Acerola's recommendation, we've made our way to Tapu Village, which is kind of this, it's like the lavender town of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. There's constantly sort of a, a rain cloud over the city. It's very dark and stormy. Everything's a little dilapidated. There's like ghost and dark type mon here. And um, two fucking freaks <laughs> as well, as soon as you step out into Tapu Village. Oh, God. The Ultra Recon Squad are here. Accosted by not only them, but how as well. They make, they do this. Yeah. 
It's like they're trying to do the Alolan hello, which is just kind of like waving both of your hands at the same time, but because they're it's sort of a heart shape. Yeah, it's kind of a heart shape. But they're not I guess they're not robots, but they still move like no, robots. They're, robots. they're the blue people. Yeah, they're just, and they, they're they like do it people. as like a grid where like their hands move. I hate them. You know, like frame by frame. I'm so sick of them. Oh. You know what they do? They tell they don't show, Joshua. Absolutely. Because we have to sit here and listen to them lecture us about something called necrozma. Yeah. This is like a slamming a fest about how necrozma fought the tapu because it wanted their light. It wanted to steal their light. And the squad thinks the power that causes Z moves is leaking out of the ultra wormholes. And also apparently <laughs> they say our, which I, I think in this case means the blue people's ancestors tried to then take Necrozma's light and then it lost a part of itself and then it ran wild to try to steal all the light it could. And now it's locked up in something called Megalo Tower. No joke. And that and then, Josh just gave you the quick version. Very quick. And they also complain, oh, and like, we'd like to go try to, you know, rein it back in. Because, like, we think it's going to escape or something, but we're not good at battling, so how are we ever going to do that? And then you think, like, oh, they're going to battle us to try to raise their levels. And no, they just walk away. They just walk away. And then even Howie, this idiot, <laughs> at the end of all of it, is like, I don't really get what that was all about. Me neither, Telling Howie. me, man! Like, I don't even know why I had to listen to a single damn word. Yeah, they really want me to care about these two. Maybe this is what everyone was trying to warn us off against when they're, like play moon and sun instead of ultra moon and ultra yeah because i don't think that they exist in <laughs> sun and moon at all which is that's a big upgrade yeah that's a selling point and then there's a bunch of pokemon you can catch around here like josh said earlier a lot of them are dark type um and some ice type yeah speaking of those ice types joshy sweetie is here Ooh, alolan vulpix <laughs> Oh, yeah. Duh, well, duh. Nothing wrong with that. No. Let's take a beautiful Pokemon and make it even more beautiful. Even more beautiful. Now, here's my question while I'm here. Is Alolan Vulpix a chill guy? I don't know if chill guy is quite the right way to say it. Well, it's ice type. It's chill. Wow. That's pretty convincing, actually. It's also it is ice like type. a fox, which I think is pretty chill. I don't think of that as being chill. No? I think of, be of foxes as being something that British people hunt. Yeah. And that's not very chill. Alolan Ninetales may be a reference to Poliahu, the Hawaiian goddess of snow who's said to reside on Wana Kia. Doesn't sound super chill. Or the Tulaketu. Listen, if you need this thing, I'm willing to give it to you. Uh, but I think... I'm facing off against you in Pokemon Showdown, and I get your lineup, and I see your little line of Pokemon. Yeah. And is Alolan Ninetales part of that? I don't think so. You don't think it's going to be fitting the chill vibe? Doesn't feel very chill. It just feels like there would be weirdly be like a big wolf on your team for some reason. I wanted to see if I could shove it through. <laughs> Here's a bunch of chill island vibe people and a wolf. I mean, I'm... It looks like a ghost, too. Sorry, I hadn't... I'm looking at a picture of Alolan Vulpix... I just looked at a picture of a Lolan Ninetales, and it's just a ghost. Well, it's a it's a fairy type, though. It's ice fairy. How dare you, Joshua? That's not ghosty. Pretty ghosty in the picture. Okay, I'm not going to do it. Unless it's like, you can make a case for it being like a fog machine, maybe. Oh, maybe that's like vape clouds. Yeah, vape clouds. <laughs> 
If you can convince me that her wispy willows are just vape clouds, then yeah, please. I feel like I was already pushing it with Noivern. I don't know that I, I want to necessarily like push it to the limit to try to shove Ninetales in here. She just looks like a big cloud of weed smoke to me, though, so... I'm not saying you have to use her, but... You're coming around to it? Yeah, I'm fine with it. You sell it to me like that, and I'm fine with it. I could see it. I definitely see that as just a cloud of smoke in its wake. Yeah, yeah. That's chill. Yeah, it's like a living a living cloud of weed smoke. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. We'll, we'll think about it. Um, we run into Angus, the veteran here. He tells you how many people you've defeated. That's the one outside of the Pokemon Center. So far. And I guess you have to have defeated over 100 people to actually battle him. Yeah. I was at 152, I remember. Oh, I, I don't remember. I think I was in maybe the 200s. That's Is not that possible? possible. No, I couldn't have possibly found a... I was, I was pretty high up. Way more than 100. Yeah. And he's difficult. He's got a Shellgon and a Gabite and a Sligu, and he's difficult for some reason. I mean, they're level 36, which is around where we are, and they're all dragon types, so... It was around where I was three weeks ago, yeah. But if you beat him, you get a choice specs, so this whole exchange is very good. There's also a scientist here who will give you a Razor Claw item if you've collected more than 50 TMs. Oh, yeah, I saw the guy who asked me about TMs, but I didn't, I think I didn't qualify because he didn't, I didn't no, get anything from him. No, I, I didn't either. It's just, I'm seeing that in the walkthrough now for what you actually get. But my comment is in general, along with the totem stickers, I think, I like what they did here where they've added more of an incentive to actually go around and like fully explore all the routes. Like those trainers who will only fight you if you fought all the other trainers and then you get a TM out of it. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Incentivization. Yeah. There's not a whole lot else out here. The like Aether house is out here, which is like the Ronald McDonald house. Like there's a bunch of sick children in there <laughs> yeah. and I went and like beat their Pokemon up and like left. And taught them a lesson. That's what it's like, kid. Nothing else really in here. I think it's just to endear you to the Aether Foundation further. Yeah, it's a propaganda play. Just like McDonald, Ronald McDonald House. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got Route 14, which is the water route. There's a lot going on on Route 14. I'll let you start because one of the very first things we encounter is this mini cutscene. Oh, yeah. With a woman being assaulted. It's a, well, it's a man. Oh, it was a woman in mine. Well, okay. That's fun. Uh, in Ultra Sun, it was a swimmer, a male swimmer. It was a female swimmer in Ultra Moon. That's a funny and interesting twist that I don't really understand. Uh, but anyway, you see in the distance that this swimmer is being accosted by three frillish. Yeah. And Were your frillish male or female? Female. Mine were female too. I think one of us just got it wrong. Okay, well, one of us is misgendering and we're both sorry. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we can't remember everything off the top of our heads. So this swimmer is trapped by the Frillish. They're just like cornering him, sort of like Night at the Roxbury style, where they're being he's being bounced around by these Frillish. Yeah. And you have to just go up. And if you try to interact with one of the, one of the Frillish, you have to fight it. Fight it. Yeah. You can also capture it. Female Frillish. And... Could capture it. I was torn on this as... A question of, is it a bad or a chill guy, Frillish? Is it anything? Oh, interesting. 
Interesting question. You could tell that I'm trying to uh, figure out how I can add some diversity to my team, perhaps. I certainly think these frillish here who are like assaulting this person are certainly bad guys. Sure. Also, the male and the female sprite versions, I think, have distinct vibes where the female looks a lot friendlier than the male one. She's pretty cheery. But it is water and ghost. I'm going to go quickly take a, a peruse of the Pokedex because I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think we to. probably have to. Yeah. I also think looking at Jellicent, Jellicent does, I, well, I don't know. You know what? The queen Jellicent, the female Jellicent looks pretty chill. She's got a big happy smile. She looks like a grandma. Both of them look sort of chill. She looks like a grandma who would make you cookies, you know? Yeah. Let's see what we got. All right. I'm going to look up Jellicent as well. Ultra Sun. It wraps its veil-like arms and legs around prey swimming by and drags them down to the depths of the ocean. Oh. Oh, no. Ultra Moon. Using the invisible poison spike on its veil-like arms and legs, it paralyzes its enemies and causes them to drown. Oh, yeah. And I see on Jellicent for Ultra Moon. Fishermen are terrified of Jellicent. It's rumored to drag them into the sea and steal their lives away. Okay, well... I guess I should have known probably Parrot Head, uh, uh, other than Decidueye, because of the bird thing, is probably not going to be able to get away with running any ghost types. Going to be tough. Yeah. So I guess you can have Frillish and, and no, thank you. Jellicent if you want. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, you chase off the Frillish, you get the choice specs, and then you walk up onto this dilapidated, like crumbling lighthouse, and there's a veteran up here. And when you talk to him, he says... This is where he went on his honeymoon with his wife, but that she's been, quote, gone for a long time. So he was my trainer danger of the week. Yeah. Bad vibes. I suspect he was maybe a ghost because <laughs> the lighthouse is destroyed. There's nothing here. Yeah, he could be a ghost, too. His name is Brone. And then he's got a wish cash. I wish Cash and a Haunch Crow, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he is a ghost. And then that's it. Sad. Then we're at the abandoned Thrifty Mega Mart. Which is where Acerola's trial is. Yeah, we meet Acerola at the gate, and she says, here's a Mega Mart. It's abandoned. It's full of ghosts. It's my trial. Get through there and figure out, like, what's causing all the mischief inside of there. Because it's more than just your, your bog standard ghastlies and haunters and Gengars. It's got all three of them. Don't worry. Yeah. But we see some other yellow presence kind of zipping around in there as we're moving about. That looks like a chew. It looks like a chew. Yeah. Pikachu. And then when we make our way to the very end of the level, we see Acerola standing there and she really wants you to just leave. But if you keep saying no, it becomes clear that it's not Acerola. It's in fact Pikachu. Yeah. And then once you start battling the Pikachu, it becomes clear that it's not a Pikachu. It's mimic you you have to go into the back room after you refuse to leave and then you have to take oh a picture the gimmick here is that your Ro rotom decks is upgraded to be able to take photos of ghosts for ghost hunting yeah, yeah. like you're a, you're a paranormal hunter now sylph and devon scope style and when you take photos of the other pokemon they attack you and when you go into this back room, there's a bunch of like creepy, poorly drawn Pikachus and like ghostly girls and like that sort of thing. And then you need to like look around. A dorkness. To find. There's a dork energy back there. Dork energy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you have to try to take a photo of this totem Pokemon, which is like behind you, which is freaky. Yeah, freaks your being. And you have to like twist the DS around to try to like get the camera to actually find it. And it took me longer than I care to mention. You don't have to. You can hit the little button to turn it into manual. And you could just use the arrows to move the camera around. Oh, I didn't know about that. Mimikyu is here. It's the totem Mimikyu. It calls in a, a bandnet and a jelly scent, but my team is literally all dark type Pokemon. So there was nothing that Mimikyu and his little idiot totem <laughs> Pokemon could do to stop me. This one was tough for me. I lost a few Mon during it. Um, I started with a Pokemon that has Shadow Ball because we got Shadow Ball, the TM, from that abandoned lighthouse. And mm -hmm. the Mimikyu has Shadow Claw and killed that Pokemon because yep. maybe it had Psychic uh, type yep. and one hit. And then I was like, oh, so Mimikyu is not a joke because it's a totem type. Uh, even though it was level 35. Yep. And then I had to basically, I brought in two cannon because I was like, oh, ghost won't affect it. Got both Bennett and Mimikyu burned when I was charging a beak blast. And then it was sort of just like, oh, I'm waiting for these two to die. Yep. But flying type moves actually were pretty effective. So my birds did some damage here. And then it was done. Jelly Scent never came out for me either. Oh, wow. Never even came out. I smoked Jelly Scent. Jelly Scent was the last man standing on my field and then I just played with him like a cat playing with a mouse. Bennett was the only one that was there for me. We beat Acerola's trial. We defeat the totem mimic you. We are invited back inside to do some catching and battling. Um, I took advantage of that, Joshua. You I did. went back inside and I caught a Pokemon and I have a question for you, Joshua, and that question is, is it a bad guy? A mimic you. Absolutely, yes, right? Uh... Prob more than not, I guess I would say. Mimikyu is this odd little Pokemon. It looks like Pikachu. It's a ghost fairy type. And when you do your very first hit on it, its neck breaks and it turns into like a regular, a busted form. Yeah. Mimikyu, which is its natural state. Its abilities disguise, which is basically substitute by default. Yep. It's a pretty weird little Pokemon. Yeah. I've, I'm running one now. You want to run that? Interesting. I caught it and I'm running it. I mean, I think if Pikachu is a chill guy, Mimikyu naturally has to be the inverse. So I would give it to you. My thinking is, I don't know if it's a good Pokemon or not. I suspect it's not, actually. I've done a little playing with it and... Um... It's kind of hard to use. Yeah, I think it's probably hard to use. But it's sort of, it. I like that it's the shadow of Alolan Raichu, which I know you're going for. That is poetic. So having this sort of like dark Pikachu on my team feels like it's important. We'll see if I can get it to work. Yeah, I think you should try it. But you're going to give me this, right? It's a bad guy. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Okay. All right, let's talk about our teams. Level check. Level check. What are you working with, Parrothead? Well, as I was hinting at, Parrothead has finally achieved uh, Jimmy Buffett's final form. Alolan Raichu, welcome to the team. Level 43. Finally. It was level 42 that it learns Thunderbolt. So I just ground it out and then used a rare candy when it was at 41. I was like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. What a mon. So sweet. So cool. Yeah, great to look at. And we already know that you're good at running a Raichu anyway. And now it's got Psychic Type 2, which is new for Raichu, right? Yes. And that's those are my two top two types are Electric and Psychic. So that's the other reason that I love 
Alolan Raichu, aside from its looks. You've had a Raichu before, Churchill, I believe. His name yeah, was, first season. Swept Mr. Squirt's entire team, <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think, in our final battle. Of course. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I'm I like Raichu. I've always liked Raichu more than Pikachu in general, but then Alolan Raichu is like beautiful. Yeah. So this is my champion now, Jimmy Buffett. And then we've got Coconut, the Passimian, is level 37. Still slow on the take. Yep. To catch these things up. So I hope it lasts for a while. Yeah. Then we have Fruitcakes, the Noibat, which is level 36. Back. Preparing to evolve? It's 12 more levels. I need, if I'm going to run this thing, I need to get it up there sooner rather than later and see if I could like really look at it aesthetically and be like, yeah, I, I think this can fit in with the team. Okay. Then we have Cheeseburger, the Snorlax, level 40. It's like a big beanbag chair. Yeah, that fits in. But I'm I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to make a couple more swaps going into this final half of the season. Yep. I get it. Joe Merchant. Talonflame, level 42. You know my stance on this one. It's fine. <laughs> Qualifies technically. Tango, <laughs> the two cannon, is level 42. Mm -hmm. All right. What about Skullgrunt? I like it. I like everything about it except Talonflame. Fine. Skullgrunt, Giovanni. Well, one thing you've you've now disqualified yourself for is after our run-in at Mally Garden, we bump into How who gives us, or sorry, it's Kakui, who gives us the Z crystal for our starter. I got the Insinium Z, and I imagine you get the Deciduum Z. Yeah, I just, Decidui is not that chill looking, and no, I don't really like the type combo. No, it's bad against my team especially. So I think it's not coming back, but we'll see. But I am keeping my starter, Giovanni Incineroar, level 42. I think I love Incineroar. Really good. It's a pretty fun Pokemon. Darkest Lariat, especially now that I have the Incinium Z. It over, like overpowers Darkest Lariat. Whew. Really good. Commander Mars, low punny, level 42. Mabel, Alolan Marowak, level 42. Admin Courtney, Alolan Muck, level 42. Oof. Welcome back to the team, Colress. Evolved from a simple Chargabug into a deadly Vicavolt on Mount Blush. Oh, yeah. Level 41. I got a little fact about Colress from someone in the Pokemon Center in Tapu Village, I think. Oh, okay. Who remarked that Colress is... My, my Vicavolt? Oh, uh, no. The... Oh, okay. The real Colress. Evil scientist. Yeah. Colress's wearables are cooled with water so that he can stay comfortable. Like, what does that mean? Why do you know that? And then is He's the wearable? It, well, the thing on his the head? thing that we thought was his hair. Thought we decided that was hair. Well, you said it was hair. Some of the official art makes it look like hair. But now it's making me think that it is a wearable. Like it is some sort of visor thing. Listen, I'm so done. I don't with, know what the hell's going on anymore with Colress's. I'm head. through with old Colress. <laughs> I'm all about Vicavolt Colress now because Fine. he's a bit of a beast. Yeah, that's a, the right choice, especially in this trial this week because he knows bug type moves right and then petrol mimic you level 41 weird guy i don't remember petrol you don't he's from gold and silver he's one of the new team rocket guys in gold and silver oh okay i'll take your word so for that's it. my team we're not battling this week if we did josh would get decimated yeah i guess i have to close this gap with these 
fuckers. The only reason I got Vikavolt and Mimic you up was because of shiny hunting. I just put them on the team for shiny hunting and they gathered levels. Oh, smart. From experience share. That's it. That's our leg. Those are our teams. That's our journey this week. We will be back next week where we will be taking on Kahuna Nana and the Ula Ula Grand Trial. I actually think her name is Nanu. I don't know why it says Nanu. Oh, God. Wait. It's like someone's grandma. We need to check that. (laughs) We're going to be taking on your grandmother, (laughs) Kahuna Nana, next week. Nanu. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not. Kahuna Nana. Nana. <laughs> Kahuna Nana. <laughs> Kahuna Nanu. And we will also be joined by Greg Leatherman from It's Super Effective and Very Random Encounters. Yep. AKA White Wing on Twitter. He knows more about Pokemon than we ever will hope to learn about Pokemon. A and lot he more. Loves these games uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Or maybe he meant Sun and Moon. He can come defend them. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a discussion about that next week. He will join us for part of the episode to chat Mon, look at our teams, maybe even observe our battle as he's a uh, much more professional Pokemon player than us. Yeah, give us some pointers. Critique these freaky teams. So look forward to that. Uh, and then we're going to be taking on your grandmother <laughs> and we'll be on, on our merry way. Joshua, thank you for joining me. Bug catchers. Thank you for joining us. Please do rate and review the show, rate and review the show everywhere that you rate and review podcasts. Um, give it five stars on Apple podcasts, Stitcher when you're feeling up for it, take your time, but do do it. And I think you can do it on Spotify now too. So I'm not going to rush you. I'm not going to say do it now. I mean, unless you're free now, you're listening, you could just clean it up. Take care of that. Yeah, hit pause right now. Yeah, while we were rambling. Do follow us at exp share pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers, where there will be show notes from this episode. And you can chat about whatever you want, really, everything that we talked about or whatever. Yeah, don't accuse us of disinformation. I think we did a good job this week. Um, all of that was definitely true. Yeah, we were on the level this week. And you can also buy some merch at expsharepod.com. Yep. Uh, especially the stuff we said about Guzma and Kukui at the beginning of the episode. All true, all confirmed. Canon. We saw We saw the pictures. Yeah, so. right. That's it, Joshua. Alola. Alola. Can't smell you.